Welcome to The Kind Faith for Couples. We're committed to helping couples thrive in real, honest, and hope-giving ways. Marriage is hard, so let's be kind. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Marcy. Welcome to The Kind Faith for Couples. We're glad you joined us. Even though it's the week after Christmas, we're still Christmased out. We're right? still in the holiday spirit. Yeah, we pretty much hold on to it until as long right as we can. until right after New Year's Day, and then and then we change things up. Mm-hmm. We hope you had a great Christmas. Did you have a great Christmas? It was probably emotional. Did you have a great Christmas? <laughs> I did. Yeah. We got to go Christmas caroling, drive by Christmas caroling. It was fun. Yeah. This is all prophetic, by the way, so we're excited about it. Because <laughs> um, we haven't had Christmas yet. <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking about gift giving, and we want to end this year with the gift of forgiveness. And it's a it's something that we just don't practice. We know we're supposed to forgive, but we wait until something huge comes to actually begin to exercise the muscles of forgiveness. And we want to encourage everybody, including ourselves, to start exercising those muscles on even the small things that come up in our lives. And who does this well? Because it's something that you start as a child where you're in this, you know, playground and your parent, you've hurt somebody and your parent says, okay, you need to go up to Johnny and say, um, I'm sorry. And they say, you know, okay, or whatever, but it's not forgiveness. It's, I'm sorry, and... Yeah, it's an apology. Right. And interestingly, and this is, this is an important part of all of this, interestingly, uh, one of the things we've struggled with in our marriage is my apologies don't go far enough, or her apologies don't, <laughs> don't go, go far, far enough. enough. And this is connected to forgiveness and vengeance. Because vengeance is the desire that the other person feel what we felt. Right. We want them to feel the pain and the struggle that we felt when we were hurt. And so releasing the right to vengeance is letting that go. And so an apology that doesn't make it far enough because they aren't expressing a sense of having fully felt what we felt is a part of the process of forgiveness. Yeah, it is. And um, I was just thinking, do we have a Bible verse for this, Jeff? We we have our Bible verse, which is Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, forgiving one another. Kindness and forgiveness are, are incredibly connected. And so let's talk about vengeance. Let's talk about some of the obvious things that happen with vengeance. We know that, and have talked about, that needing an apology to deeply reflect an understanding of our hurt is a form of vengeance. But there's some more, like, obvious ways. I know that one of my obvious acts of vengeance, in my expressions of anger, um, I, I used to be very frequently a door slammer. In fact, I think I broke a couple doors. (laughs) That's okay. And just, um, and for me, um, to, um, draw back from Jeff emotionally, I mean, that's an obvious one is, uh, a door slammer or, um, just yelling or being annoyed or being disrespectful, I think is, um, 
how um, I've tended to be vengeful is if you know if you're going to do this to me, then I'm not going to respect you. Yeah, showing showing disrespect is one. Withdrawing emotionally is one. Uh, one of the one of the things I'll do is is physically withdraw. Like I'll I'll exercise vengeance by just going away, you know, walking out and doing something. Um, and and it's an important distinction to be made here is sometimes that's healthy, right? Sometimes sometimes you need to walk away if you're emotionally triggered. You need to just take a time out. So so but don't you need to say I'm taking a time out, not just. You know, well, I was taking a time out, and the person doesn't know you were taking a time out. Yeah, because there's a di- there's a difference, and I know the difference in my heart when I'm walking away to punish her, and when I'm walking away because I need a break. I know the difference inside, and really, that's what that's what it comes down to is when I feel that knee jerk of I want to punish her for what she's done. That's when I need to release my right to vengeance. I've been wronged for whether I've rightly perceived what's happened or not. I've been wronged and I have to release that right to vengeance and move away from an inclination to punish or make her pay. But one of the first steps is that you have to tell the other person that you've been wronged. Mm -hmm. Because they're not, they may not know, they may know, it might be obvious that they've been completely cruel or whatever but they may not know so you need to say that hurt me and um then you have to have a conversation about that yeah and and right we're we're in a world where emotion is really hard right so anything that sounds accusatory is going to produce a defensive response in your partner so the best way to move toward this is to say, to own your feelings, and instead of accusing behavior or pointing out negative behavior, just talk about your feelings. I feel hurt when this happened. And that begins to open up the conversation. And, and that's, that's all swirling in this concept of vengeance. And to have the conversation is the opposite of vengeance. To begin to just say, I feel hurt, I feel wounded, I feel like that was inappropriate, I feel like that was rude. It, th- those, those statements, as best you can make them about you and not about the behavior or the other person's intentions, the better off you'll be in engaging this conversation. And, and I use now, now that I've learned about this, my desire to punish as a trigger for me to realize I need to move toward a conversation instead of moving away. Yes. And um I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yes, uh, <laughs> this happens all the time. I throw the ball to her and she's like, ah, what I don't am know. I doing? Yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> here here here's what we're really saying. In all of our relationships, we have a desire to to bring vengeance, to make the other person pay, to make them feel punished and feel the hurt that we've ha- we've felt when we feel wronged. And we have to release the right to do that. We have to let go of that. And I'm just going to say at this point, when Jeff and I were first married, it was, um, he would do something and I would um, be upset. And 
Um, but I wouldn't necessarily tell him because it's like now the 10th time that this has happened that he's whatever. I don't know what's happened. So, but I can remember saying to him, if you can't figure it out, I'm not going to tell you. What? <laughs> like, he has to figure out what's in my head and then tell me what's in my head. Like, I don't even know what's in my head. And, and... <laughs> Here was what I here, here was my facial expression on the inside. <laughs> I had no idea where to go with that, but it's true. We do that kind of stuff to each other, and and it's it all needs to be let go. An honest, real conversation needs to happen, and releasing the right to vengeance is a huge part of that. Don't try to make your spouse feel what you felt. It's impossible. And it's based on expectations. I do remember now that I was sitting here with, um, and it's not like we're going to rehash the past, but it was over about Jeff over scheduling our summer. And, um, and I had an expectation that I was going to get to see him sometime during the summer. And he was very busy in his work and it was over scheduled. And so I lost it because I had an expectation I was going to see my husband sometime in the summer. So, um, it, but instead of expressing the expectation, it was not. And when I did my best, it wasn't received well. And so you have to, this is something that takes practice, which is what Jeff said in the very beginning. It doesn't just happen. It's a muscle that has to get used and practiced and practiced and practiced. Yeah. So that's the first part of the gift is releasing the right to vengeance. Last week we talked about humanizing them, remembering that they're human, that you're human, and walking in humility, and then releasing the right to vengeance. And the last part is to change the story, to allow the story to be changed. And so like perfect example, that summer when I overbooked my life as a youth pastor, I think I was home three weeks and gone seven or something ridiculous like that because I had all of these these trips to do. And then when I was home, I was planning for the next event. And and it wasn't good. It it was it was not great for our marriage. It wasn't great in terms of respect for Marcy and our family. But on, on top of that, it it seemed like from my perspective that her anger with me at the injustice I had committed was based on a story that I was so caught up in my, in my career success that I didn't care about her. And that's, that's what I was incorrectly communicating to her. And the work that had to be done was changing the story and understanding that I was still not right but I was actually trying to fulfill what I felt obliged by God to do. And that began to, to, to start to change the feelings around it, that it wasn't a direct affront of you. It was a desire to, to do what was pleasing to God. It still doesn't make it right. Right. It's tough when you, that, that we could do a whole um, series on pastor and pastor's wife relationship and how God fits into that. Cause it's, gets a little messy but yeah so how do you change your um story one of the big things for me in changing story with marcy has been mm -hmm. she comes from an italian family 
and that's a story. Which is awesome. <laughs> it's great with meatballs. Not so great when you're not used to conflict. So so voices get loud. Conflicts not not um, not avoided. I came from a more conflict avoiding background, and. I had to consistently remind myself of Marcy's origin story that she comes from this background is an, and is inclined to this behavior. And so sometimes the, the loud voice is just a way to say, I love you. It's not a rebuke of my character. And that's, a, that's an important <laughs> thing to change the feeling. I got to tell the story differently. Yes. But I think the thing about changing the story is going back to affirmations. And for me, um, when I was, um, I think I told you before that I was in a counseling situation and we were set apart with um, uh, another person. So for five, six days out of the week, we had to call this person and for three minutes we had to listen to what was on there, um, what happened the day before, how they um, felt about it and then affirm them and say, you know, affirm them with who they were like as a child. You are and you always have been. Um, uh, you are as a baby, when you're holding a baby in your arms, you are that child is creative, is intelligent, is um, worthwhile, is valuable, is precious. And um, to remind myself that Jeff is any he still is that person. What happens is we go into the sand, you know, we go into like playing with children and they tell you your ears are too big or your hair is too curly or you're fat or whatever. And we start to lose track of who we are. So all of a sudden I realized that I was doing this with a perfect stranger and I wasn't doing this with my husband and my son. And so affirmations became huge and it was a way to shift the story of he's not irritating and all these things he it although there are things about that he does is irritating i know what? sorry but um it's you are you always have an intelligent Has, is he able to move forward he's able to move forward and learn how to do a new task you are and you always have been um beautiful not just physically but his heart is beautiful as a child's heart is beautiful you are and you always have been um valuable especially by God who made him and thought he was so amazing to make that he created him to be. So if God thinks that he's valuable, I need to change the story. And if I, if I took vows with him and I, I mean, I was willing to do this affirmation with a perfect stranger and I needed to do it with the person I took vows with. So that helped me change the story. So release the right to vengeance and change the story. That, that's an incredible gift to give, especially as we march into this new year. We don't know what it's going to hold in terms of lockdowns and all that's happening. We hope that forgiveness becomes one of your strongest muscles, that you exercise it and use it in your relationships, but especially in your marriage. Exercise it with your kids, exercise it at work, but especially in your marriage, humanize them, release the right to vengeance, and change the story that you speak over them. And all of that will bring with it incredible sense of fulfilling your purpose 
that God has placed on you to be his light and life in the world. And first and foremost, that happens with your spouse. Right. And I know that Jeff just kind of wrapped this up with a nice little bow, but I do want to add... Um, so we're untying the bow. We're untying just a little. We're just loosening it a little bit. Is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Um, for God to show you who this person is and how to talk to them, how to listen, how to listen to their heart and not to the thing that, because what happens is the thing that was, that occurred is so much in your face that you're not listening to their heart and vice versa. They have to listen to you. Um, so we'll talk about active listening in another podcast, but it's just so important. So pray for God to guide and direct your path because he promises to do that. And we know that he wants us to be people who forgive yes. and not practice vengeance and to humanize and to change stories. So let's do that for one another this season and into this new year. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. We know this is a loaded topic and um, we're here for you. We love you guys. We're so glad that you subscribe and you've shown up and supported us and thank you. Yep. And as usual, forward this on to someone who might need it. Uh, like us, and we are available for counseling. If if you're in a rough spot and experiencing a tough patch, we'd love to sit down with you and your spouse and walk with you and coach and guide you in this season. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to connect. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you came and joined us today. You can find out more about us at thekindfaith.org.